Well, good day, everybody, and welcome back to the extras. It's good to be with you again. And my name is Sam, and I'm Jack. And uh, fantastic to be back online on the extras uh, as we wrap up the book of uh, well, not quite wrap up. We're, we're sort of into the, the back chapter of, of two Peter chapter three today, and uh, looking forward to answering a couple of questions that have come in over the weekend as we've uh, we've got into that part of the word. But uh, how how you tracking, Jack? How's your uh, your last week been? Yeah, it's got okay. Uh, as we keep saying, these are strange times. Uh, but uh, this week, it's been it's been good to get to think about this part of God's word. Uh, as we'll say a bit later, I'm doing some some a uh, little bit of teaching on two Peter three on Sunday. And yeah, I mean, in this this day and age, it's exciting and terrifying to think that Jesus is coming back. And you know, sometimes it feels like uh, there's all sorts of delays, and I'm having to be patient just with what's going on in the world. 2 Peter 3 reminds us that there's something much greater that we are waiting for and that God's being patient. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's good. How are you finding things down? Yeah, look, it's been okay. Look, I've, I've, to be honest, I've enjoyed a, a little bit of a, a lighter week this week. We, uh, we've taken a bit of a break from our uh, regular approach of... Uh, doing the, the St. Paul's Online with the YouTube clip this week. So we're doing, a, as we'll talk about at the end, we're doing a, a slightly different approach to church this week. And uh, that's made my week a little bit easier. Um, but it's been good to just get in and uh, keep keep reading the scriptures. And yeah, like you said, Jack, think about, uh, I just feel like this this whole season is, is an opportunity to, to remember that this world is not, not the end. This is not home. Um, we're, we're looking forward to something greater, uh, which is exactly what 2 Peter 3 uh, has been raising with us. So do you want to give us a bit of a summary of, uh, of last week, what where we were in the scriptures and before we dive into some questions? Sure thing. So we were really looking at the first half of 2 Peter chapter 3. And I guess the big question here that Peter's tackling is, if Jesus is coming back, then what's going on? He talks about how in the last days, scoffers will come. These people who will say, you know, Clearly, everything's just the same. Jesus hasn't come back. Why are you guys still waiting? And Peter gives us two things to say in response to that. The first is you look at God's track record. You look at what he did in the days of Noah with the flood. You can see that God will destroy the ungodly. That's the kind of God he is. And then you see this wonderful picture in verses 8 and 9 of God's patience. Uh, the Lord's not slow in keeping his promise. He's not just dragging the chain. He is giving people time to repent and turn back to him and find life rather than destruction. That's what we saw yeah, last nice. Sunday. Nice. Okay, well, it's in light of that, and uh, it might be good if you're listening along at home, if you want to have your Bible open at this point, uh, uh, in 2 Peter chapter 3, and we'll, we'll dig into a couple of questions here. Um, we've, got, we've got two questions that we're going to try and get through the, um, today. And uh, the first one's come from uh, a group who were chatting through at Afternoon Church, actually, and they've been uh, wrestling a little bit in their breakout room after, after the service uh, with uh, the idea in uh, verse 12, where... Peter writes that uh, we, we're looking forward to the day of God and uh, we are to look forward and to speed its coming. And uh, they, they had a bit of a chat about that in their breakout room and then decided to, to send in a, a question basically saying, look, what does it mean uh, to, to speed the coming of the day of the Lord? How, do, how could we possibly have any control over that? Um, is, is that what it's talking about, uh, that, that we might somehow influence the day? Hasn't that day been set in sort of time ahead by God? Um, yeah, so, so how, do, how do we think about that, Jack? It's a really good question. Uh, I love that people ask that question. I mean, it's probably worth saying just at the start, where what is it going to look like in the future? What is this event we're talking about? So we are looking out for this day when Jesus will return, uh, when he'll come to put this stage to an end and uh, people will be judged and, and we will, those of us who know him, will go to be with him forever in the new creation. 
when's that going to happen? That's the question I guess we're wrestling with. Mm. Uh, Jesus himself says that uh, that's a, something that's just not for us people to know. In Matthew 24, verse 36, he says, But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, not even the Son, but only the Father. So only God knows that day when Jesus is going to come back. And I guess that's the... Uh, the, the concept that this group that's been wrestling with it have in mind. That's mm. that's one thing we know about it, right? Uh, we're not in control of when Jesus returns. It's surely, it's, you know, it's God. He's the one who set the day. Yep. But that language in 2 Peter is funny. Uh, you, you wait for, you speed on the coming of the day of God. You hasten it. That's what Peter's telling us to do. Mm. And yeah, I mean, we've been wrestling with this a little bit, Sam. Uh, what are we, yeah. What's your take on this so far? Well, I think there are a couple of ways to think about it. Um, I think the, the first one, and, and this is what, what we've been wrestling with, we think at one level, um, there's just a, it, it's, a, it's a poetic way of saying we're really looking forward to it. Um, you know, like you, you ever had that sense where, like I remember this at school and you'd sort of be in the last week or two of, of the term and holidays are just around the corner and you'd just sort of be speeding the coming, just come on, term, finish up. Or it's all the kids at sort of at Christmas time, you're just sort of counting down the days to, to December 25, you're sort of speeding the day, just, you're sort of willing it to go faster. Um, and, and I think that that captures up something of the, um, the the yearning, the longing that the Christian has for the return of Jesus, um, which which you see sort of expressed in a few points. That, that it's certainly the the yearning of the very end of of, of Scripture in, in the last chapter of Revelation. You know that ends with that sort of "Come, Lord Jesus," this sort of heartfelt yearning. Um, Revelation chapter six, which I think we we looked at a little bit last week in in, in response to one of the questions, um, where even even the the sort of the souls of of uh, Christians who are waiting um, for the return of Jesus are, are sort of asking the question, how long, O oh Lord? And they're, they're sort of really wanting things to go faster. Um, and so I think there is a sense in which just at a very basic level, it just captures up the, um, the, the heart of the Christian, which is this is not home and we can't wait to get to home, which is the the future in heaven, uh, resurrected, all the stuff we were talking about last week, really, um, in glory with God. And so I think that's part of it. Uh, but I think potentially there's there's more to that. Yeah, Jack? Yeah, there's a few things that we've been wrestling over. I mean, what you've just said, I think, is even just coming into this week, that was probably the main way that I would have understood what was happening in 2 Peter when he's talking about speeding on the day. When this question came in, I've been thinking a bit and I've been reading the word a bit more and reading a few commentators, that kind of thing, and thinking it over. It does seem like there are a few verses scattered over the New Testament, and, and this passage may be one of them, where there is some sort of order in how events will unfold when Jesus returns, and even things that we do seem to be part of the picture. So, mm. I mean, even that one that you you mentioned, Revelation chapter 6, the, the martyrs crying out under the altar. Yep. In, in verse 11 of that chapter, uh, God kind of speaks to the martyrs and each of them is given a white robe. They were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters, were killed. Mm. This is they had been. So one of the things that seems to need to happen before Jesus will return is, you know, the full number of people who are going out, preaching the gospel and dying for it, they, they are going to be, you know, that's part of the, the, the timetable, if you like. That's something that's contributing towards... Jesus return. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a uh, another thing that's happening. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there's, there's a sort of sense in which that, that God has decreed a, a, a sense of how much the church must suffer and uh, and die for, for the gospel, uh, and until that sort of yeah. time is done, Jesus is waiting patiently. Yeah, 
Yep. That, that seems to be one of them. Another one that I've been thinking about a bit today and really interesting. I'm still wrestling over this. Mm-hmm. But in Acts chapter 3, uh, Peter is preaching to some of the, the Jews in Jerusalem. He's explaining who Jesus is and what he came to do. At the end of his sermon, Acts 3, verse 19, he says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And so far, we'd say, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Return to God, yep. be forgiven. But verse 20, and that he may send the Messiah who's been appointed for you, even Jesus. Mm. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through the prophets. So in that verse, it seems like people repenting and turning to God, that is something that happens so that God may send Jesus back to earth. Mm. And I'm still, you know, coming to grips with this. I haven't really noticed it before, but it seems like people, yeah, the repentance of human beings Becoming Christians, turning back to God, that's something that uh, in some sense sounds like it's going to bring on mm. the return of Jesus. Which, uh, I mean, we're talking... Yeah, there you, you go. go. Well, I was going to say, that that very much fits with the context here in chapter 3, doesn't it? Because this this verse sort of is sandwiched in between verse 9, which is, you know, the Lord is not slow in keeping in his, pro- his promise, uh, but he's patient, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Um, and then also in, in chapter 3, verse 15, you know, bear in mind that Lord's patience means salvation. And then in the middle of it, there's this sense of speed speed the day. Well, how do you speed the day? By, by helping people come to repentance, I, I take it. Yeah, exactly. I think bigger picture, one of the things that's going on, I mean, this, is, this relates to one of the issues that we talk about so much here on the extras, which is how does God's big sovereign control over the world relate to the human responsibilities we've been given? It's a little bit like, I mean, you think about praying and even praying that line in the Lord's Prayer, uh, your kingdom come. When we ask God for his kingdom to come, at one level, you know, maybe you could possibly think, well, God's already decided the day when his kingdom will come, when Jesus will return. So he's told me to pray your kingdom come. So I'm just kind of praying, well, God, you're going to do that thing anyway someday when you've already decided. So you go ahead and do it. If that's all that God means by asking us to pray that prayer, it, it seems kind of weird that uh, he would ask us to pray it at all. I mean, you look at the end of Revelation, like some of the last words in the Bible in Revelation chapter 22, Jesus says, I'm coming quickly. And we're told, come Lord. You know, we pray, come Lord Jesus, come. That's a prayer that we as Christians often pray. Mm. I think when we pray that, we're not just saying, oh, I really want it to happen and I really hope it happens soon. Like I take it when we, we ask God, you know, we ask Jesus, please come soon. That's a prayer that one day Jesus will answer. And yeah. one day when people are there on earth praying that prayer, Jesus will show up and, and that will be an answer to the prayers that people have prayed. Mm. Uh, the prayers that we pray, the, the other things we do to speed on the coming of the day of the Lord, I don't think it's just as simple as God has set the day, it'll happen one day. Uh, it seems like the things that we're called to do are a part of the timetable. So God in his sovereignty has appointed the day and the way that he will bring about that day is through all these different means that he's entrusted to us ways that we are called to preach to repent to pray so that jesus will come mm. so i guess then and part of that is it's quite hard to, to sort of think that through that these are quite big thoughts that we're thinking right um but but the bottom line for the for the christian is um that our role in this is to be godly to, to preach the word to pray um, and, and such take our part in sort of helping god's timetable come about now how how you know do you think well if i forget to pray god will stay off another day or do i if i forget to evangelize and god won't come 
I think sometimes it, it's very tricky to, to sort of think those things through. But I think you're right. The scripture does hint at the fact that our role as uh, corporately as the people of God does have some impact on the, 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 the way that God is planning to carry out his sovereign plan. And perhaps in glory, we'll see that in full. Um, but for now, we take our part in, in proclaiming prayerfully, um, being godly, all the stuff that the scripture calls us to, yeah? Yeah. As I think about it just for myself, I think this changes the way I pray something like the Lord's Prayer. Like I think when I've prayed before, as, as I have so many times, come Lord Jesus, I think in my mind that has been this expression of, oh, I really want this to happen, you know, when, uh, like, you know, hand it over to you and, I, and, and that's kind of as far as it goes. Mm. I think after today going forward, I'm going to pray, no, Lord Jesus, please come back today because I know that's possible. This could be the day. Yeah. And we're, we're sitting on that day, like, please Lord come now. Like, you know, sort this, this world out, take away the mess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. nice. Okay. Um, yeah, that's really helpful. All right. Let's, let's, uh, push on. Our second question that we're sort of dealing with today is, um, uh, somebody's, uh, sent, sent in a, a connect card, uh, saying, look, um, feeling a little bit surprised by where Peter lands in terms of application. So Peter's application in light of the, the, the coming of Jesus is, uh, to be godly. That seems to be his uh, his push, and we saw that last week in uh, there in verses uh, eleven and twelve. That that what kind of people ought you to be that you ought to, or you ought to live holy and godly lives as you wait for that day, as you look forward to it. Um, and the question is, look, it, it feels like we're expecting Peter to say, um, get on and evangelize, and yet that's not what Peter's application seems to be. That the application is be godly. Um, and someone they've, they've said, look, have we misunderstood Peter? If, if, we're, if we're missing uh, something to do with evangelism mission here. Uh, what do you think, Jack? Yeah, another great question. I think part of the answer is the sort of things we've just been talking about uh, when we do understand the, the coming day and if, if speeding on the day does have something to do with what we were saying before about in this time of salvation when God is being patient, making every effort to preach the gospel so that some will repent and, you know, bring forward that day in some sense. Uh, I take it evangelism is part of the picture. Mm. Even then though, it's a, it's, it is a subtle hint, isn't it? And the big emphasis on this passage is the, the godly life stuff. You know, yeah. Verse 11, what kind of people are you to be? Holy and godly lives. And we're going to see it again uh, this coming Sunday, verse 14 as well. He talks about, you know, making every effort to be found spotless and blameless. Yeah. So the, the first and foremost application does seem to be, holy and godly lives and like you say that that does seem to be a surprise i mean i I totally resonate with this question i think the way often we talk about uh, the day of the lord and the judgment to come is in that kind of categories that if jesus is coming back then we've got to warn people we've got Mm. to word out we've got to keep preaching the gospel we've got to keep evangelizing yeah that's probably the first thing that i would apply out of this passage yeah and yet it's not it's not the explicit thing that, that peter goes for here is it yeah and i think that should give us pause for thought I mean, this is an area where perhaps we are in danger of bringing our own expectations and our theology and just importing that into whatever passage we come to. I'm not trying to suggest that's what the question asker has done, but I think it is a danger for us at all times. Yeah. As readers of scripture, we need to be coming and humbly listening to whatever's in front of us, not kind of bringing all our baggage and our thinking and injecting that into the passage and making it say whatever we want it to say. Yeah. And I guess probably um, to take that even a step further, there, there can be a sense in which sometimes, therefore, we might, and again, not not putting this on the on the question asker, but we might fail to, to actually listen to what the text is saying because 
we're just caught up in what we expect the Bible to say to us, um, which therefore sometimes means we're just not the best at listening because we're actually looking for our own things rather than listening and, and willing to be surprised by what does the Bible actually put its focus on. Yeah, in this particular instance, maybe we're at risk of underplaying how important the godly Christian life is. Yeah. Because Peter's telling us that the day of the Lord is coming, the ungodly are going to be destroyed, so don't live like that. He yeah. says, you know, this this world is passing away and all of the, the, the godlessness that characterizes it is going to be completely undone and dissolved. So get away from it. He says, don't live like that at all. And we need to hear that warning. We need to hear just how uh, great and terrifying this destruction is going to be. Uh, we can't just gloss over that and act like, you know, oh, I'm already forgiven. So however, it doesn't really matter. No, Peter's giving us this really clear warning that godliness matters. Mm. Yeah, which um, I guess, again, zooming out and looking at the big thrusts of 2 Peter so far, it's it's interesting to see that one of the things that Peter has kept on saying throughout, um, especially in chapter 2, if you can remember back there, um, is that these false teachers who he's warning against, who have given up the truth and who have sort of gone wayward and, and departed from the faith, um, how, how, do you, how one of the big bits of evidence that they've done that is um, their ungodly lifestyle. You know, he uses those very um, sort of visceral and, and um, vivid images of uh, of a of, of a dog returning to its vomit and, a, and of a pig wallowing again in the mud after it's been washed. Um, and and uh, he's capturing there the, the sense of the the person who's been uh, called into Christ and who who then goes back to their ungodly lifestyle. And and um, the big thrust of that chapter is for that person judgment and destruction and darkness are coming at, at the return of jesus and uh i guess that sort of fits in with this warning here look since the, the destruction is coming what kind of person should you but you shouldn't be like that false teacher who's gone back to godless living you should be holy and godly and, and actually that's really important for us yeah so maybe to sum up uh there, there perhaps is a hint of our evangelism here as we speed on the coming day of the lord Mm-hmm. But more than that, uh, let's let Scripture speak itself. I mean, there's plenty of passages in the Bible that do make explicit this connection, that in the, the last days, getting the gospel out there is important. But this one really is emphasizing that the way we live matters. Yeah. And in light of the coming word of righteousness, that's how we're called to live now. Take that seriously. 100%. Okay. Well, that's it for, for questions today. Um, we, uh, we've got one more week in uh, Two Peters we've been uh, sort of mentioning along the way. Where, where are we going this coming Sunday, Jack? Yeah, well, for starters, this one is going to be a little bit different to the last few in that we are not putting together our uh, online YouTube service video, as you mentioned. Sam, we're all very thankful for your work and those who have been putting in that, that, that time to get those YouTube videos together. Very thankful and glad you've got to have a bit of a break this week. Indeed. Uh, so instead, we are, <laughs> um, instead we are uh, we're doing all of our meetings in Zoom, yeah. uh, which is going to be a bit of fun, I think. It'll be a bit more of a... Uh, interactive experience hopefully uh, we're going to try a few different things yep. in particular the way we're going to be teaching the bible this week uh, in most of our services we'll be doing kind of an interactive sermon if you like a few of us will be unpacking a few verses from that final section of 2 peter 3 live on zoom yep. and then we'll have uh, a number of other people some of you from, from our congregations will be chipping in to share some some applications some reflections uh, as we think about what that word means for our lives 
should be great. Yeah, it should be good. So if, if you've not yet made it to a Zoom um, meeting, um, we, we're sending out today a, a, an email from church with all the different links for the different congregations. And if you don't have that yet, um, don't hesitate to, to get in touch with one of the leaders of your congregation. And we'd love to give you that um, information so that we can make sure that you're there and part of it and not missing out. Um, and then in weeks to come, we'll be back um, back on YouTube uh, and with St. Paul's Online and we're starting a new series in the book of Genesis. So, well, an old series. We're, right. we're kind of continuing an old series uh, in the book of Genesis as we move on to the new section. So looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, Jack, you and Mike are going to be opening that up with, uh, for us over the, the coming weeks, which we're really looking forward to. Very Me good. too, yeah, again, another great part of the Bible. We're very excited to get back into Genesis. Should be awesome. Righto. Well, that's uh, probably it from us from today. Hope you guys have a great weekend and uh, stay safe, stay healthy and uh, stay home. And uh, God bless. And we will see you uh, on Zoom on Sunday. Bye.